Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. It's Greg and it's Stephanie. It's Thursday, February 24. And guess what? It's Thursday in snow. Yeah, again. I know. It seems like every Thursday. And we're pre-recording, so we're assuming that's the weather forecast. But I heard this morning, this is Tuesday that we're recording, this is a system that goes all the way from the far west to the far east Hmm. throughout this week. And it's bringing ice and in some instances, thunderstorms, and mm-hmm. we're supposed to get some snow. But I'm going to ignore it this yeah. time and just drive on. Just keep going. I'm going to keep going. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I don't, so think, I don't our, think it's going to be that bad. Our staff is supposed to have a prayer experience, right? and I'm not canceling. I'm going to say we're going to we're going to pray away. Drive on at this. We're going to pray away. The end of February. Let's just keep moving on. Well, welcome to Direct Line. I want to tell you about the show today. We will only have three segments. We'll mm-hmm. still have the full hour. But mm-hmm. last week we did the be- the Jesus Music movie, right. and uh, Wayne Kent was right. with us, and I had him stick around. Did you know that he had been on stage oh, with yeah. these artists? Oh, so absolutely. you knew that about him. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. are you just learning this? Oh no 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 no. That's I've known that. Pretty yeah. amazing. I mean, he and there's probably an entire show mm-hmm. with you and I just picking his brain. I bet he was. He traveled through the Soviet Union I okay. mean, before the fall and okay. just some really is, cool things. Is he from a different country? He is, is he from America? He's Australian. Australian, that's what and I thought. And then when he was in junior high, his family moved to Canada. Okay. And then he ended up in America to go to school and gotcha. um, long time okay. in ministry. But segment two this week, I'm mm-hmm. just going to pick his brain. Okay. He has so much wisdom. He's getting ready to retire this mm-hmm. summer mm-hmm. and uh, has been at First Christian Decatur for so many years, done so much good. And I just wanted to pick his brain. Sure. So uh, that'll be segment two. Sure. But sure. I got a lot I want to talk okay. with you about. I want to start uh, talking about Sunday. You know, we had the service Sunday mm-hmm. where we looked at, we've been looking at different questions, modern questions that the prophets of yesterday are answering. Right. And the question was, what do we do with evil? Mm-hmm. What do we do with problem uh, the problem of evil in our world today? And we looked at the prophet Nahum. We also looked at Jonah. Okay, let me stop you there. Yeah, Nahum or Nahum? Well, I've always said Nahum. <laughs> and I've always said Nahum. <laughs> but then I listened to the, the Bible on uh-huh. audio, okay. and it was Nahum. So okay. I, I just used both. I yeah, thought I'll just use both. Okay. It's okay. I just, th- yeah. I just wonder yeah. what our listeners, who is he talking about, yeah. Nahum or well, Nahum? It, I'm guessing we have a lot of people <laughs> right. that are- Don't at, even know who Nahum is. They're active in their churches, yeah. and they've never read the yeah. book of Nahum for whatever reason. It was so. a great sermon. It convicted my heart. I'll okay. tell you, I, I didn't sit in first hour. I sat in second hour. And while yeah. I was sitting there in second hour, God- literally spoke to me and said, you need to have a prayer time at the end. And I, I mean, wow. God doesn't usually talk to me like yeah. that particularly, yeah. but it, yeah. it pressed on me so, so strongly the fact that, you know, if you have sin in your life, you need to repent and confess now okay. and okay. then let yeah. go of the evil that people have done to you and let God yeah. sort it all out. I think that's kind of what you said. Well, and the prophet, I mean, obviously he's throwing down against Assyria. Right. Assyria was right. the kingdom. And one of the things that hit me is you can't read the history of the Old Testament without reading about how awful Assyria was. Right. They destroyed the northern kingdom. Yes. They, owned. But today, you do man-on-the-street interviews in Danville. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess most people that don't go to Second Church mm-hmm. right now, they, mm-hmm. they wouldn't even know what Assyria is. Right. They say, do you mean Syria? Right. You know? No. And they're Assyria. Just, they're just a footnote in history. Right. And that's one of the takeaways for me is that even kingdoms today mm-hmm. that we say, look how mighty they are, mm-hmm. look how you know mm-hmm. set they are, mm-hmm. kingdoms crumble. 
you know, even our own. That's what nation. I'm saying. <laughs> yes. I, I I think there's yes. a there's a parable there. Yeah. I think for America yeah. in a lot of ways, yeah. and we're going to get into that this week. Yeah, uh, and I'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. But one of the things that really convicted me putting it together were the words of Jesus and the words of Paul. And in mm-hmm. Romans 12, Paul basically said, you know, mm-hmm. you just do your life. Mm-hmm. Here's what the Bible says: Leave revenge to the Lord. Right. Leave vengeance mm-hmm. to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And there's a part of me the last two years, I've been really fired up at Mm -hmm. times. I've been Mm -hmm. really angry at Mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. I've been really pound the table, frustrated at times. And it was a reminder through God's word, Mm -hmm. you know, you just do your life. You do Mm -hmm. what you're called to do. Leave the rest of it to God. Mm -hmm. And I think you've seen through history how, you know, the sovereignty of God arrives, you know, and God is in control. And even in our own personal lives, like I had, um, the opportunity to sit across from someone from my past this past weekend that, um, you know, tempers could have flared Uh and there could have been anger. And you know what? I thought this, it's not my job to sort all this out. It's God will sort it out. Right. So also this coming Sunday, we've got our next, uh, rendition of hymnology. Yes. And I think that, you know, for a lot of people, they love the hymns of yesterday. I love the Mm -hmm. hymns of yesterday and I think it's a great time. So just give us a preview. I know you guys mix it up. You and Justin Silver, Mm -hmm. I think are the two of you, the ones that primarily plan. Justin actually plans it it all. He he picks the music out. So you want to tease anything, anything we need to know, anything You know, I think this time there are more hymns that. I grew up familiar with in the Baptist church. Sometimes, um, you know, we sing and I'm like, I don't know what these hymns are. So you're saying the Church of Christ hymns might be different from the Methodist hymns that might be different from the Baptist hymns. I mean, every time we do a hymnology, someone will say to me, well, that was good, but those weren't the hymns that I grew up. I grew up in the Methodist church. So, yes, I think just because it's a hymnal does not mean we all know the same hymns even. So here's the question. Yeah. You and Dale and Wayne all got a good laugh at me last (laughs) week that I'd never heard the song Mansion on the Hilltop. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop. Right? Is that a Baptist? Yeah, is that a I Methodist? Up, is that a I grew up singing okay, it, but right. I'm Tim Holy Cross said he grew yeah, up singing it in the Church yeah. of Christ. So I just think that it, you can't just say one size fits all, even with hymns. Well, and I think with that song, I figured out what probably happened is that <laughs> you guys were really good at paying attention at church when you <laughs> were younger, and I probably wasn't, would be my <laughs> guess. Be. But um, yeah, it, it is a, a neat deal. And I would just throw it out. You don't have to be a member of Second oh, no. Church. You don't have to be a member of any church right. to come out five o'clock on Sunday, mm-hmm. sing for about an hour About an hour, yep. We'll share the stories mm-hmm. of some of the right. hymns, right. and then we'll have some sort of uh, fellowship and yep. food time. Bryce Yates is even bringing his mandolin this this time around, so we haven't heard the mandolin. That's a new addition. I don't know that I've ever heard him play the mandolin. Is no, he doing either. only the mandolin, no, or he's going back he's and forth? Going, he's doing the upright bass most of the time, but he'll pull out his mandolin for one song. Man- he's a talented guy. I love when he pulls out the upright bass. <laughs> That's do really, too. really cool. I do too. Hey, Saturday. Hey, what time is hymnology? Five o'clock, I believe. Five o'clock. And the snack yes. fellowship time is six. That's right. And yeah. so um, I know a lot of people don't like to be out after dark. Right. Come to hymnology. Right. I mean, it wasn't... it's starting to stay yeah. light out longer. And we've got time change coming up in a couple of weeks. I think uh, yeah. March thirteenth. I think Some, is yeah, I think so. Time change. So just a couple of weeks away, yep. and we lose an hour of sleep right. in the spring, mm-hmm. but we gain that extra hour right. of daylight, right. which is more than worth. And it you know, to for me. me, I live over in Indiana, so it's so confusing. Right. I'm sometimes right. I'm on Indiana time, sometimes I'm on, I'm on Illinois time. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Hey, Saturday, I had the chance mm. to. Head to New Life Church of yep. Faith, Pastor Thomas Miller, mm-hmm. who has become a good friend. Yes. He invited me and several men from our mm-hmm. church joined us. And we, we went to hear Ronaldo Hudson. Right. Ronaldo, um, we, we featured him on a Sunday morning back in August. But tell our listeners who he yeah. is in case they don't he, know. He was on death row mm-hmm. for a murder mm-hmm. he committed. I mean, mm-hmm. that's part of his testimony. Is right. I did it. Yeah. I was guilty. Right. And 
long story short, the death penalty went away mm-hmm. in Illinois, and then he was instrumental in putting into place something called the Building Blocks Program Here, at the Danville yeah. Correctional mm-hmm. Center mm-hmm. that really helps prisoners be in the very best position to succeed in life right. after prison. And that's a huge issue is, mm-hmm. what do they call it, recidivism, I think, mm-hmm. is the term mm-hmm. that's used. And so Ronaldo's done a great work, and he caught the eye of our current governor. And I've, I've been pretty critical of mm-hmm. our current governor. You know, he's not going to be on my list of my favorite governors of right. all time for a variety of reasons. But I'm really thankful mm-hmm. that he commuted his, system, mm-hmm. his, his sentence mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. um, he now, Ronaldo now works for him. Right. But the, the term that was used with Ronaldo is he's really trying to be an ambassador for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he shared his testimony. But the cool thing about it is I heard five other testimonies, wow. including our own Terry Goodwin. Okay. And it was just powerful to hear how God has worked in the mm-hmm. lives mm-hmm. of man after man after man. One of the men had been in prison for crimes he committed mm-hmm. and he was out on parole but th- this um the lingering effects of it were going to be with him for the rest of his life and mm-hmm. he found out the day before that that had been commuted wow. and that he had it wiped away wow. and he he was just so hmm. happy giving praise to God. Mm-hmm. And the phrase that I heard, and this is going to sound a little bit like preaching, but the phrase that kept coming up was this, but God, mm-hmm. but God. Mm-hmm. And just to hear men saying, I made a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. I paid for my mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, I tasted the consequences mm-hmm. of my mistakes, mm-hmm. but look at what God's allowed me to mm-hmm. do today. And it, it, it was um, really good for my soul. Greg, about how many people attended that, would you say? Uh, maybe... 70, wow. 75. That's good. It was. No, it That's was. awesome it was. on a Saturday morning. And you know, for me, one of my weaknesses, you know this, is I'm a time-driven person. Yes. I want to start on time. Sure. I want to end on sure. time. This was not, you know, mm-hmm. that. I mean, mm-hmm. I think um, I arrived late because mm-hmm. we'd had an event here at church for mm-hmm. Jake and Jamie Weiss. I think I arrived about 1030. Mm-hmm. I left about 120, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you, it was just full of blessings. Mm-hmm. It was just full. So I want to say thank you to Pastor Miller. Absolutely. I heard it was full of good food, too. It was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, good. you know, uh, Grace Community Church. We've had mm-hmm. Jeremy McLaughlin on mm-hmm. direct line yep. before. He had a men's breakfast that morning mm-hmm. at his church. Our friend James Smiley right. spoke at that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot happening. And just a reminder, there's opportunities mm-hmm. that are out there. And the thing I love about this community is it's not one church right. or two churches or three churches trying to make a difference. Right. There are a plethora of churches. Churches right. and lots of great opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I love the Sunday night events or the Saturday morning events because mm-hmm. people from different churches sure. can jump in and be a part that's of it. That's one of the positive things about you. I mean, there's many positive things, but that's one of the positive things about you. I love how you are trying to, you know, work together with churches. And I think it's starting to. It's our call. You know, it's a yeah. John 17 thing. Yeah. Jesus said, I want you to be one. Right. And we live in a world where there's too much division. Right. And so let's come together. Absolutely. And, uh, Good for you. Appreciate those kind yeah. words. Hey, one more thing. I referenced this a couple of weeks ago, and I want to follow up on it. Open Doors mm-hmm. has listed, they've published their list of the most dangerous places hmm. in the world to be a Christ follower in 2022. Where, where um, is it? Well, I printed it off, and I don't have it with me. <laughs> I didn't bring it to the studio. Okay. But th- here's the sad thing. The second most dangerous place is North Korea. Mm. North Korea has had the number one spot Mm. for years. Mm. Now the most dangerous place, Afghanistan. Afghanistan. And, you know, for 20 years, Afghanistan had seen Mm -hmm. Christianity Mm -hmm. grow Mm -hmm. and develop and flourish. And it's just heartbreaking to think that we're several months Mm -hmm. from the debacle of last summer. Um, Again, I'll never forget some of the images Mm -hmm. that played Mm -hmm. out with that. Mm -hmm. But there are Christians that are left behind. Mm -hmm. And it's just Mm -hmm. a reminder to pray for 
you know, our brothers and sisters in Christ. India mm-hmm. continues mm-hmm. to be a very highly dangerous place mm-hmm. for Christians. Mm-hmm. Some of my favorite Christ followers that I've had the opportunity mm-hmm. to meet live in mm-hmm. India, serve in India. Well, and it's that question that you asked on Sunday, how long, Lord, yeah, are you going to yeah. let this go on? So mm-hmm. back to that, that song mm-hmm. we sang mm-hmm. was, by, is it Grace? Sovereign Grace. Sovereign Grace. Tell me about that. I'd never heard the song, but I'd never even heard of the the songwriting entity. Yeah, I would say for some of my more traditional friends that are haven't really crossed over into that contemporary Sovereign Grace is a is a I would call it contemporary, but it's definitely more traditional in in its feel. But um, I I hadn't heard it either. But your series has prompted me to find music that wow. really um, asks the questions that you're asking and and again focusing on confession and repentance which yeah. I don't think that we do um, at, at corporately as right. much as we should right. so um, yeah it's called How Long O Lord written by Doug Plank and Sovereign Grace Worship Music wow. is the, the company. So. The perfect song y- yeah. for that message the yeah. perfect mm-hmm. intro to it Thanks. and I, I downloaded it i've got amazon music uh-huh. due to some other stuff that's mm-hmm, happening mm-hmm. I, I can't get it out of my head yeah you know? it's a good one isn't so it? it really is a powerful yeah. song yeah, and yeah. Um, i love the conclusions mm-hmm. that they draw right. you know we've put all of our hope yeah in you all so. our hope is in you hey let's do this let's take a break when we come back we'll hear my interview with wayne kent you're listening to direct line we'll be right back hi i'm linda darby and i'm part of the third generation of darby's to own sunset funeral home in memorial park Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermillion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great! Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Here now from Executive Director Bethany Hager. For almost 30 years, Women's Care Clinic has provided free services to local women and men making pregnancy decisions. We offer pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, parenting education, group support, and assistance with all the items parents need to welcome home baby. Thank you, Vermillion County, for all your support. Find us at danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. You want- want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments, and he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIPC. 
Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. And we are blessed right now to have one of my very best friends join us, Wayne Kent from First Christian Church of Decatur. Uh, You were with us recently for an entire show when we talked about the Jesus Music Movie, but I've asked you to also weigh in on kind of what you're going through in life right now. You have um, hung up the direct line microphone. That's correct. 17 we, years, is that right? Almost 16 and a half, 17 yeah. years. Yeah, we were on the air every Wednesday night. Different than, I mean, yeah. similar format to what right. we do direct line here in Danville, but it was uh, every Wednesday night. You were on the air with right. me many, we did many, many years. years together. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how we got to know each other, yes. But then you're also going through a much bigger transition a little bit later this year. You're going to literally pass the baton to your longtime associate minister, Brian Talty, in July 1. Um, What's that mean for you? Well, we hung up the skates for um, the show, the radio show, early, just so I could really focus on the next five months or so, um, four to five months when it comes to really passing the baton. I've been in ministry since 1978. Wow. I mean, were you even born? I was born in 69, but I was young at that point. Heavens. Yeah, so I started out in music ministry, was blessed by God to travel with some bands and see the world, literally the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, Four tours of Europe, Africa, most states in the U.S., most provinces in Canada, lots of places, lots of crowds. Yeah. And then uh, God threw a curveball at me in 1985, and I became a pastor very unexpectedly. And off I went to seminary, um, you know, to try and figure out if I'm going to be a pastor since I was already pastoring at that point. And so I've been in pastoral ministry now since 1985. Yeah. And almost 30 of the years of those in Decatur, Illinois, in one church. And... Um, so for me to leave a congregation after s- such a long period of time ha- presents some challenges, I think, both to me and to the church in the sense that many congregations are used to pastors coming and going every two to five, six, seven years. And there's sort of this rhythm of, well, we've done this before. Yeah. We don't have—I mean, I've outlived, yeah. I think, all but about 15 people who were in the church when I— Came right. to Decatur when was I was that what January one ninety four. It was right? January. You can remember your, our chats yeah. on the radio on, in Decatur. So I've been there since since uh, January of, of nineteen ninety four, and um, you know the church was smaller then. And I think there's I think we've counted like fifteen people were in the church when you went through that pastoral transition. Me coming in. So yeah. now you've got hundreds, frankly thousands of people yeah. who have not experienced a pastoral transition. In that in that right. church setting, right, and particularly a church that size, you know, some of the yeah. church you serve here in Danville, and so that presents some. The learning curve is pretty steep. We've right. never done this before. Is right. what ninety nine percent of the people would say. So, given that we made the announcement in January of last year right. of twenty twenty one that in eighteen months I would no longer be the lead pastor, yeah, and that Brian was going to be the new lead pastor yeah. and uh, Brian Talty. And so we've had this run up now for 14 months or so, and now it's time for the 
we've been working on it and doing things behind the scenes, but it's really only the last six months that the church, probably the congregation, has begun to see it by right. the way in which I've stepped back from you know, being the primary pulpit voice to now where Brian is really the primary pulpit voice. Right. And I'm still preaching, but yeah. nowhere near as often as him. I'm still on stage every week, okay. either playing keys or... Yeah. leading communion meditations or whatever. So people still see me. I'm still in the building. Yeah. Um, so, and very much I'm sitting on the front row and Brian's preaching. So right. people see, Hey, Wayne's here. He's engaged. He's yeah. engaged. Yeah. But it really is a case. I'm trying to, I say, I, we are trying to move the focus. That is the appropriate focus for a lead pastor. I mean, not from an arrogant point of view, right. or from, but I get it. There's, there's one, there's one primary voice it would appear in most churches. Right. And it's going to be Brian in our case in the, in the days ahead. So we're getting ready for that. So here's the question. You've been at Decatur 28 years, if my math is correct. I'm right. married to a math mm-hmm. teacher, so I think I got that right. What's some of the things you've seen happen over 28 years, maybe changes in the church or maybe things you wish would change in the church? If you could put on the voice of the prophet, we're going through the minor prophets, mm-hmm. uh, second church right now. If you could put on the, the voice of a prophet, what would you say to guys like me that still have several years left? What would you say to local church leaders? What would you say to the church, you know, as a congregation at whole that you've noticed? I would think I would like to start with longevity. Okay. For those who are clergy, uh-huh. stick it out. Yeah. Stick it out. There are going to be days when you don't want to. But that's going to be the same whether or not you're an engineer, whether or not you're a fireman, whether or not you're pushing a broom at Walmart. There are going to be days when you don't want to do that, when you don't want to push the broom. You don't want to be a fireman. You don't want to be an engineer. And probably from the perspective of pastors, there are more days than people realize when you don't want to do that job. Right. Right, And I don't say that as if, oh, poor pity me or anything like that, but yeah. it's far more difficult than people realize. Yeah, Just because you bear the weight of the realities of life for your congregant members, Right, that's one thing. And then you bear the responsibility for them spiritually. Yeah. Bottom line, yeah. I, if I screw this up, yeah. will this impact their eternal, right. their eternal destiny? Right, right. Because uh, if Deep I stuff. if I push them away from Christ through something right. I do or don't do, that's on me, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. So there's that sense, and then there's just man, it's hard. Yeah. You are in the public eye, in a great way, and yet you you can't respond like other people in the public eye. You, right. It's right. Uh, so from the point of view of clergy, I'd say hang in there. Yeah. Get past the five mark, year mark. If if my observation is. Ministry changed in the church. I served two churches more than five years. Yeah. Both the churches served in Tulsa and obviously in Decatur. At the five-year mark, there's a shift in how things work, particularly if it's a long-established church. You go from start to move from being, oh, the guy we just brought to, oh, he's our pastor or she's our pastor. Yeah. I didn't get past that five- to seven-year mark. We we stayed in Tulsa for eight years and then came to Decatur or moved to Decatur. So there's a shift at five. There's a shift somewhere in that eight to ten year. There's definitely another shift at 12. By the time you get to 12 years, it's like, okay, this person's hung with us through some life stories now. Yeah. And so the level of trust grows. Yeah. I noticed again at about 18 years in, Uh it was... This guy's doing life with us for yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, because we've seen uh, we've seen her kids grow. Right, right we've right, seen right. we've seen this pastor go from brown hair to gray hair. Right, right all those sorts of right. things. Or 
uh, there are enough wins under the pastor's belt that the congregation begins to yeah. trust more. Yeah. And now I'm past 25 years, yeah. and there just comes with it, um, maybe it's part of function of age yeah. to some extent, Greg. Yeah. 25 years in means you're getting older, so you've got some sage understanding, some yeah. sage wisdom, but the church is willing to hear it more easily. Which, well, Why didn't yeah. we hear it when we were back when you were five years in? Well, because I was 35 years old. Right. There is a difference between being 35 and being 65. I'm not 65, but it's there. I, it's more like I'm a grandfather. Yeah. And yeah. with that carries some awkwardness. Yeah. Can this guy keep up with us? Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. But at the yeah. same time, it also has a certain sense of we shouldn't listen because he made it yeah. to more than 40 years in ministry when others don't. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's more than 40 years now that I've been doing ministry. Now, one of the things, uh, two things that I think of when I think of you, I think of how you went through a really tough season at Decatur, I think, was it year nine, year eight, year, year ten. nine? Year ten, yeah. And it would have been easy to walk at that point. I wanted to walk. No one would have blamed you if right. you would have said, I'm out of here. But look at all the blessing that's flowed in those yeah. 18 years since. But then here's the other thing that I think of is at one point, your plan was going to be to not retire this year, but to do it a couple years down the road. Right. And you came to, um, I, I think maybe you feel like the Lord spoke to you. I think, was it a passage in the book of Acts? Is that no. right? David? He, yeah, David. Yeah. David. So um, there's this story where, where David um, is leading the nation of Israel. Yeah. And it, it really was a culmination of a couple summers of study. Yeah. For two years in a row in the summers, I was studying on the life of David. Yeah. And uh, first of all, I've been graced that as a gift from the Lord, from God, that I've had got to build some buildings, and yeah. it seems like that that might be something that I know how to do with yeah. some proficiency in terms of leading a church through what's it going to look like, what's right. the mission of it, what's it going to cost, how are we going to pay for it, all that sort of stuff. Right. And frankly, I can look at a set of blueprints and understand what they mean right. for some reason right. or other. So we've done that a number of times in my story at First Christian Decatur, and I had thought that we were going to build a new sanctuary. Yeah. Yeah. And I had in mind, you know, I'm going to build this, you know, kind of like the capstone of my yeah. building career yeah. is going to yeah. be this lovely new yeah. auditorium. And I'm reading David uh, one summer and 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 God says he's planned to build the temple. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Different story. Altogether. Right. Right. No, I know. And right. I don't want to transpose all of David's stuff onto me. That's unfair because right. but nonetheless. And he gets in, and God says, no, you don't get to build it. Your son yeah. has to build it. Yeah. And I remember sitting there. Yeah. And sobbing, yeah, because that I knew was that was a, a word. direct moment when God was saying, "No, Wayne, you're yeah. you're 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 not getting to do that." Yeah, yeah, uh, which is probably maybe, yeah. Uh, I, in retrospect, was was my ego too tied up in that? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I wanted it for good reasons, but you know, good for you to hear it and say, "I need to adjust." Good I for was in 2015. Because don't you well, think? That no, some... it I, I shouldn't say that. I we, we we had building plans. We had them ready to go in 2015. I said yeah. we're going to wait a couple of years, and then more recently it was like, no, you don't get you don't get to build this. But wouldn't you say some of the guys that we love have held on too tight for too long, right. and it's not ended well? And that's exactly right. You know? and, and so coming out of that, David is mentioned in the Book of Acts. Uh, Paul is preaching. The Apostle Paul, premier theologian, if you will. Of, yeah. the new, of the of the early church's era, and he makes this comment about David, just sort of as a side. David, um, he he hangs up his skates. Yeah, yeah. 
and he dies. Yep. Serve God for one generation. He served God for one generation. Yeah. 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 And I thought, oh. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm in my sixties. Yeah. I've yeah. served for more than forty years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 2018, 2019. What's that mean? Right. I've, I've done my one generation. Right. Don't hang on too long and and don't deprive the next generation of their time yeah. of service. Yeah, that's good. So that I is. think that was, in, in many ways, Greg, that was probably the crucial mo- moment was like, I don't want to follow David because David, <laughs> Scripture says, right. he served his generation and then he died. And then he died. <laughs> right, right. And, and I mean, it unfolds not. Far from that, yeah. Really. So I'm. I, that's why I said I, there are things that David's of David's life that I'd rather not apply to my life. Yeah. So, but, Prophet Wayne, here's the question: What would you say to church members at large, to attenders at large, as you've watched ministry for 44 years, 28 years plus in Decatur? What are some encouragement that you might have for people that go to church, um, whether it's issues of, you know, how do you connect with your leadership? How do you connect with changes? What would you have to say? Go easy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We have, those of us who are clergy, Yeah. our feet are made of clay, and frankly, they're pretty fragile clay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people say to you in ministry, hey, you got to get, get tough skin, and I want to go, is that what you really want? Right. Do you really want your pastor, pastor. to be yeah. a person with tough skin? Yeah. Yeah. Not me. I yeah. don't want, I mean, there are moments when you wish, man, I wish that didn't hurt. As, I wish the cuts weren't as, as deep as they are. Yeah. Yeah. But on the other hand, I think it's more healthy that they are. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise you come off as a callous so-and-so. And that's, yeah. Uh, my observation is ministry is way more difficult than people in the yeah. pews or the chairs realize. Yeah. And if I could say anything to those who sit in the chairs and pews, could you go a little more easy? Yeah. Yeah. Could you be a little more encouraging? Yeah. And not just on, you know, Clergy Appreciation Month in, right. in October. Right. We've kind of almost given up on that right. in our church because it feels almost a little bit contrived. Staged. <laughs> Staged. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and how about, you know, yeah, take him to dinner. Yeah. yeah. Or more importantly, send him yeah. a note or say, hey, this is how my this is how I'm different walking with Christ yeah. after you serving 52 meals for 52 weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because here's the deal. If you expect to have a a knock it out of the park sermon every week, that's probably unrealistic. In the same way that you wouldn't expect somebody who's cooking dinner every night to have a Thanksgiving meal every night. Right, right. No, they come along now and then, and hopefully, if you're a half decent clergy, you're working on those messages to really do all you can to knock it out of the park. Right. But have they moved you around the bases? Has that preaching moved you from being an infantile? Christian or yeah. a non-Christian to becoming a follower of Christ or becoming a follower of Christ to being a devoted follower of Christ, have they fed you? Yeah. Then how about a little appreciation? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I know they get paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Right. But you get paid because you're a plumber too, yeah. and we get paid to preach. And yeah. Yep. I, so I'd say the answer to is give give those of that you employ. Yeah. Give them a bit of a break yeah. in the church and go, not not undeservedly. I'm not saying just right. willy-nilly, but I'm saying, think, I mean, we get called out at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yep. Well, yep. that's what you signed up for. Yeah. Yes, it's what I signed up <laughs> for. And It's still 2 o'clock in the morning. It's still 2 o'clock <laughs> in the morning, for crying out loud. Yeah. And when you when it's your family, yeah. we will just as gladly do it for your family yeah. as the family you don't know about. Absolutely. And so... 
I'm not whining no. in any way. I think it's a good word. I think I'm it's not a good whining word. in yeah. any way. The people of First Christian Church have blessed me, and yeah. I've had um, a tremendous run with them with some more to go yet. Yep. I'm not stepping right. away from life in the church. Right. And yes, my kids were raised in the church, and uh, they're serving Jesus and all as well. And I'm probably that's the most thing I'm thankful for. But yeah, um, you know, and the resources that the church put in my bank account. Yeah, yeah. Every month. Yep. Absolutely. Paid for the roof over my head and right. pays for the heating in my house right. in the middle of winter. I get all yep. that. Yeah. But in 28 years, we've done a lot of life together, yep. and. I wish that the person's coming in, a clergy person coming in, at four weeks in would get just this. It's, maybe it's not possible, but at least the respect or at least the best wishes, right. rather than you yeah. know that old old statement. You know, the new preachers coming to town and the the, the leaders of the church are laying hands on the on the pastor and say, "Lord." <laughs> You keep him humble, and we'll keep him poor. Or you keep him poor, and we'll keep him humble. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe, I hope it's not like not that anymore. Yeah. Maybe we don't need yeah. that anymore. You yeah. know, there's yeah. enough. So, yeah. yeah. No, we all make errors. I've got That's plenty right. of errors in my career, if you want to call it my career. Yeah. Places where I'd go, oh, we really screwed that up. We screwed yep. it up in 2003. Yep. And we wounded people. Yeah. And we got lots of wounds ourselves. But you didn't quit. I didn't quit. And look at... What's happened? In We're the very last blessed years. by the Lord. So, wow. Um, yeah, that's great. That's good. Well, Wayne Kent, thank you, man, for spending some time with us. Thank you for pouring into me. And uh, we'll have to get you back to Danville every now and then Best for wishes. a little direct line. Best wishes to you, Greg, and for your all your listeners in the days ahead, particularly this day. May God's grace be with each and every one of them. Well said. We're going to break. We'll be right back after this. Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Here now from Executive Director Bethany Hager. For almost 30 years, Women's Care Clinic has provided free services to local women and men making pregnancy decisions. We offer pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, parenting education, group support, and assistance with all the items parents need to welcome home baby. Thank you, Vermillion County, for all your support. Find us at danvillewcc.org or call 217-431- 0987. Introducing Aunt B. She is Sunset's new comfort dog. Not only will she comfort our guests, but she will also answer questions regarding youth and funerals. I'm Judy Fraser. I would suggest that you email Aunt B today. Did you know that by planning your funeral or cremation ahead of time, you can lock in today's prices and make affordable monthly payments? I'm Judy Fraser, and if pre-planning is on your mind, I would suggest that you make just one phone call, Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIP. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. 
Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. This is Stephanie with Greg, and I just appreciate the time that you got to spend uh, a little bit longer with Wayne and uh, pick his brain Yeah, and uh, the wisdom that he brings to the table. I want to say something in his absence mm-hmm. that we talked a little bit about, but um, I've watched through the years where I would say there are people that have stayed too long, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I admire about my predecessor, mm-hmm. Drew Mincer, is mm-hmm. I think he said, you know, I know the time is coming mm-hmm. for this mm-hmm. change to take place. Mm-hmm. And I, I've watched people just hang, hang on, on way too long. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. you know, Wayne's plan was to go another four or five years. Mm-hmm. But he really believes that God gave mm-hmm. him that word. Now's the time. Mm-hmm. But he followed through on that. And mm-hmm. I think it takes a special person mm-hmm. to say, now, he's not quitting ministry. Yeah. He's not going to quit serving the Has Lord. Has he said what he's going to do? I think or... he's still trying to figure okay. all of that out. And I think um, there may even be a project that he and I are going to try to undertake oh, really? together, possibly. Hmm. We're, we're, we're looking at some, some possibilities along well, is those Is he coming lines. to take my place? He's not coming to take your <laughs> place. if that's it, you well, need to here, tell me. Here's what he said. It's not going to be a weekly <laughs> thing that's for sure but you know one of the things that i think there's not enough out there for people in our tribe christian church Uh church of christ is really like a deep dive on some of the theology stuff okay and he i mean he's got his doctorate from gordon conwell Mm -hmm. and i've kind of pitched him what would it be like if occasionally maybe Mm -hmm. once a month we we got together and for 45 minutes we tackle one issue theologically Ah, we have one issue Mm -hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. Maybe have guests from time to time. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We're talking with Newhoff Media okay. about a possible partnership Neat. along those lines. Good. But n- no plans at this point uh, set in stone. But I just love the fact that he was saying it's easy to just stay. It's mm-hmm. easy just to continue on. Right. But it's not best for everybody else. Yeah. And so I'm going to listen to the Lord and hmm. move ahead. And Good for him. It's a reminder for me that I need to be aware. Because right. I think sometimes we can get I get locked in at least. Sure. I'll say speak for me sure. into what I want. And I think he's saying, this is what God's telling me to do. So thank you, Wayne Mm Kent. Hey, are you a basketball fan? Mm, So, so, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I am a nutso Mm -hmm. college basketball fan. I love my fighting Illini. And Sunday after church, I was watching Michigan and Wisconsin, two Big Ten teams. And the game ended, and it didn't end well for Michigan. Michigan was one of the highly ranked teams going into the season. They're very young, though. They've had a tough year. They've Mm -hmm. had some injuries. They've had some troubles. They've had some COVID Mm -hmm. challenges. But Mm -hmm. I would say they've definitely underperformed. And this game did not go well for them. They had a great first half. but Where were they playing? They were playing at Wisconsin. And it ended poorly. And long story short, I don't want to get into the nuts and bolts of it, but the Michigan coach was unhappy 
with the decision that the Wisconsin coach had made at the very end of the game related to timeouts and, you know, should I have taken a timeout or not? Hmm. So they're getting ready to go through the handshake yeah. lines and the Wisconsin coach reaches out and the Michigan coach takes his mask down. He's wearing his mask and has, you can read lips. It's hmm. some pretty choice words for him. And the Wisconsin coach is kind of taken back by it hmm. and tries to grab his elbow, mm-hmm. you know, to shake mm-hmm. his hand and it gets intense and before long the michigan coach actually slaps an assistant from wisconsin and before long there's michigan players throwing punches at wisconsin players it is one of the darkest moments i can remember in college Mm. basketball Mm. well long story short the michigan coach juan howard's been suspended for the rest of the regular season Mm -hmm. players were suspended for one game that threw punches Mm. uh the wisconsin coach was actually fined ten thousand dollars for instigating it which i'm not sure i sign off on that necessarily but here's what i want to talk to you about one of the comments that i've seen from a a bunch of people mm-hmm. is not the Michigan coach was wrong or this is an example of people not having their anger under control, but they're saying the problem is there was a handshake line that if the game just ends and everybody goes to their locker room, this doesn't happen. So let's just take away the handshake line. Now <laughs> to me, that is the ultimate throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And I think at the end of the day, if you are trying to shape young men, yes. young adults mm-hmm. into formation of life lessons, mm-hmm. saying coaches can't shake hands, so we'll just take away the handshake line, is one of the most crazy. Two coaches couldn't shake hands. Well, I mean, to be fair, the one Wisconsin coach, coaches. <laughs> one coach to... couldn't do it, so let's throw it all right, out. Right, right. And, and because it turned ugly, let's just stop shaking hands. Mm-mm. Let's just do it. No. There's too much emotion. No. And I, I just couldn't disagree more right. with that. I can't either. And I'd love to know what people think, because I, I can't tell you the number of people that are chiming in, people that I respect that are saying, the problem isn't that the Michigan coach hit the Wisconsin assistant. The problem is they shouldn't have been shaking hands in the first place. That's crazy Isn't talk. that crazy? I think that's crazy talk. And so... It, I, it's an opportunity. The handshake line is an opportunity yep. to say, the yep. game is over, the buzzer rang, let's yep. put that side, and yep. let's be decent yep. to each other. Yep. You know, my son's Gosh. high school basketball career, he had a great career. Um, mm-hmm. And he's a big kid, you know, yeah, six, tall. eight. <laughs> and uh, it ended with a tough loss against a team they didn't really like, mm-hmm. but it was a parochial school. Okay. And I'll never forget, um, our, our players were going to walk out. Season's over. They were just going to head to the locker room. And our coach made him come back. Mm-hmm. And this school always had a prayer circle. Hmm. And I'll never forget watching Peyton side by side with the opposing coach. Mm-hmm. And the opposing coach went above and beyond mm-hmm. to try to encourage him during that mm-hmm. time and it's still stung that you lost sure but it's a great life lesson that there's some things more important than a basketball game For sure. or even a basketball season right and i just i think in some ways we're losing our minds mm-hmm. gotta say that mm-hmm. and so i didn't know if you had any thoughts on that or not but i just think that's crazy the idea we're gonna not shake hands yeah because people can't get along i know i i think you're right in in your evaluation of that okay i would agree with you several things we got about seven minutes mm-hmm. left east at the arena is back. Well, what do you that think kind about that? Yeah. Well, it's stunning to me. Yeah, it's yeah. stunning to me. Um, one of the things that I fell in love with when I was first talking to this church, uh-huh. you guys sent me the video of Easter at the Arena uh-huh. 2019, okay. the baptisms yeah. and yeah. just the number of people. And so our leadership made the decision a couple weeks ago. We're, we're going for it. So mm-hmm. I'm just spreading the word. I'm trying to get it out there. Easter mm-hmm. at the Arena is at mm-hmm. 10 a.m. Is that when yep. we do it normally? We do it at 10 o'clock. Sunday, April 17. And mm-hmm. I can't wait. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to it. And I hope 
hope that uh, people will spread the word. And I would just say, if you don't have a church, uh, mm-hmm. you're not planning to be anywhere on Easter Sunday morning, right. you are personally invited by Stephanie and Greg Definitely. to join us Definitely. at the, is it the Palmer? The Palmer Arena. I Palmer think. Arena yeah. at the yeah. Civic Center. I, I think you're going to enjoy the whole weekend. I mean, we do one service yeah. at 10 o'clock, but it starts Big like setup, Thursday. Yeah. The, the setup is amazing. Yeah. And the amount of people that come to help with the setup is really quite fascinating. So I had a panic attack. You did. So, you know, I'm doing this Colson Fellows thing. Uh-oh. And I'm in Chicago <laughs> one Saturday oh, no. a month. And, and, and Is first, it Easter weekend? It's not. Okay. But I thought Shoot. it was. Shoot. And so yeah. we made this decision, and I thought, what am I? And it's the last one. Yes. But it's actually the week before. So okay. all is I, well. I would think that they yeah. wouldn't do that on oh, Easter weekend yeah, yeah, yeah. to a bunch of pastors yeah, that are right, trying to right. so do Easter. I lucked yeah. out on that. Hey, this is kind of an in-house announcement, but I want to get it out there. We've been advertising in about an event today, mm-hmm. Young at Heart, mm-hmm. but because of the snow, it's been canceled. Okay. So do not come to Second Church at noon today okay. for Young at Heart. And one more thing, I've had multiple people reach out to me, Steph, and here's the message they've had for me. Thank you for continuing to do online worship. I've got a friend that's going through cancer hmm. that I love love dearly. Mm -hmm. He said, man, I I was at his house last week. He said, I love in person, Mm -hmm. but he said, I can't go. Mm -hmm. My my doctor does not want me out. Mm -hmm. And he said, I don't feel like I've missed a beat because of the blessing. So I know in person's always preferred if you can do it, but I want to just throw that out there that for some, it's been a lifeline. Well, I love the fact that you baptized someone on Sunday who was watching online. That's how we got connected with Jessica. Yeah. And then she came to church and decided to be baptized. Well, her first connection with me is she said, I want to know more about baptism. Awesome. And I said, are we going to do it online? Are we going (laughs) to, not the baptism, but the conversation. And she said, I think I might come to church next week. And that was awesome. Three weeks ago. And so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just online is not the best, but But online is a great option. Absolutely. 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 Okay. So I've really kind of shied away from the history segment. So I got to get back in it. All right. Let's do it. History this week in 1792, the Postal Service Act creates the United States Post Office. Hmm. And you know what the goal was? George Washington, when he put it together, said, we've got to have inexpensive delivery of newspapers. Hmm. We need to let the people know all that is happening. That's interesting. Now, I have something interesting about that. I haven't received mail for, I think this is day six. I'm like, what's going on? Where's my mail? Well, so I, what is going on? So I called, I looked it up, the yes. Coving, Covington Post Office, yeah. and it's a 1-800 number, and I got <laughs> some, welcome to the National oh Post. I thought, goodness. I am not going to do this. I'll just go in. But yeah. I'm like, where's my mail? That is crazy. Isn't that weird? Now, during the big snow, the 15-inch yes. snow a couple weeks ago, we didn't get mail for two days. Right. But, but then but I think like that Friday or that Saturday, man, a big pile? stacked. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I don't get anything good usually. Wow. wow. I mean, if someone wants to send me something, I would maybe give out my address like money or something. Right. But. but not uh, yeah, yeah. But it, where, you, where's you, my mail do you mail I do. I still, yeah. I still, See, pay, we do too. I still pay bills with a yeah. check and I we mail still it. Do. We don't do all of them, but we still definitely tap yes. into it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So anyway, okay. Second event this week in 1980, mm-hmm. the USA upsets the Soviet Union in Olympic hockey. The movie Miracle. Have you watched I have it not yet? Seen it, but I remember. Kurt Russell, you got to see. I it. remember that happening. Though. Yes, yes, yes. But hmm. that um, might be my favorite Olympic moment yeah. of all time. Yeah. And I. Compare and contrast that with this year, I couldn't have been more uninterested. Yeah. It sounds like I was not alone. They're saying the lowest Lowest rated rated winter Olympics ever. Yeah. 
So well, I mean, yep. I, I look at that poor Russian girl yep. that skated, yep. and she shouldn't have been skating. And what, right. uh, what? Sad. It's a lot of drama going sad, on. Sad, sad, sad. For sure. Hmm. Um, history event number mm-hmm. three this week in mm-hmm. two thousand four. Okay. Mel Gibson's movie, The Passion hmm. of the Christ, opens in theaters on Ash Wednesday. Hmm. Did you see it? I did. Okay. I think I saw it once. Okay. And it's a hard one to watch. I uh, went uh, that night uh-huh. by myself. Uh-huh. It was a Wednesday. Uh-huh. I'd had an event. I was working for Lincoln Christian College, mm-hmm. and I went to the theater for the 9.30 showing, mm-hmm. and I wept. Mm-hmm. i got to just yeah. tell you. Yeah. And I think being by myself actually made it worse, believe mm-hmm. it or not. You know, mm-hmm. I think if Marlo had been mm-hmm. with me mm-hmm. or my small group or whatever, mm-hmm. but... Um, yeah, I, I get emotional just thinking I know. about it. You know, I get chills, and I don't. It's not. It's yeah. not something you just want to sit down and right. just plop down on right. the couch and watch. That's for but sure. But I would say, you know, there was a fair amount of pushback mm-hmm. from Christians mm-hmm. saying, "Don't see it. It's over the top. Mm-hmm. It's too much." I couldn't disagree more right. with that thought, right. quite honestly. Right. And um, you know, Mel Gibson. To me, it's one of his great contributions mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. help us begin to visualize mm-hmm. what actually mm-hmm. happened. His uh, Good rendition of Satan was yeah, really. That's right. That's right. Eerie and scary. Absolutely. Hey, quickly, sponsors. Couldn't do direct line without them. For sure. We're thankful for Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, the team at Hans Tank Wash, Chris and Daisha Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, and Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley. So the word of the week continues. Last week it it was Valentine. This week it's actually two words. Okay. Christian nationalism. Okay, let's talk about it. Well, we can't talk for long because we're under a minute. Okay. But Sunday, when we dive into the prophet Obadiah, the mm-hmm. whole issue is national pride okay. and the nation of Edom, mm-hmm. Esau's descendants. Mm-hmm. And so I want to just plant that seed. I'm going to get into it, you okay. know, and I think that it's absolutely correct to say we should be proud to be an American. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. also think it can become unhealthy. And right. I think in some circles it has. Yeah. And so that's our word of the week. Okay. And maybe we'll talk more about okay. it next awesome. week. Hey, good news segment as we wrap up tonight mm-hmm. at DAC yeah. is the Love Inc. Banquet. And tell me the food I'm eating again, Isn't Moroccan. Moroccan chicken, not Mongolian cat. Yeah, Moroccan Moroccan chicken, isn't it? Apricot. Apricot. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 So At I'm Bremer excited. Center. That's right. Yeah. And so if you can't come, consider a donation to Loving. Right. Appreciate Michael Rohall. Mm-hmm. He was on a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago, did mm-hmm. a great job, but mm-hmm. um, I can't wait. Good All time. right. Yeah. Stephanie, thanks for another great week. Wayne Kent, thank you for your wisdom. You have listened to Direct Line, and we will see you next week.